Jesus, we cannot thank you enough for your sacrifice. Jesus, we cannot thank you enough for the things that you have done for us. For making it possible, for making it possible for us to be able to engage the throne of God. For opening the way and opening the gate unto us. That who, who were, we who were mere mortals, we who were bullied by the spirits, the fallen spirits or, or from hell, Lord, that now we have power and we have authority, that now we can partake of the fellowship that you have with the Father, that now we can stand before the throne of God boldly and with confidence, that now we can engage the one who created us, the one who made us, that we are not lost spirits and we are not lost souls roaming the face of the earth. But now, even in the heavens and in the heavens of heavens, that we have honor before the eternal spirits. Jesus, you have lifted us, oh God, from the place of brokenness and the place of shame and disgrace. And you have positioned us in the place of honor. And you have given us an eternal reward and an eternal crown, oh God. That we can stand as saints and we can stand as sons. And you have given unto us authority. Jesus, thank you. That you counted us worthy enough. That you gave your life to purchase for us the authority that we once had. That you birthed restoration through your blood. Thank you, Jesus. For who is it that is worthy to open the scroll? Who is it that is worthy to break the seal? The Lamb of God that was slain. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. You are worthy to receive the praises of the saints. You are worthy to receive the adoration of the church. You are worthy. You are worthy, O Lamb of God. The worthy Lamb. The worthy Lamb of God. Oh Lord, look within us, oh God. Look inside of our hearts. Look inside of my heart, oh God. If there is any rebellious cell, rebellious cell inside of us, my God, bring them under subjection to your will. Father, we ask that you will dispatch the, the armies of heaven, not to the enemies outside of us, but to the enemies within us, oh God. That you will cause there to be peace and tranquility within the borders of our soul. That you will cause there to be peace and tranquility within the borders of our spirit. That you will cause there to be peace and tranquility within the borders of our mind that the kingdoms of our hearts that the kingdoms of our soul will become the kingdom of our God that you will cause there to be internal peace oh God Father we declare that in the name of Jesus that within our souls there will be no civil war oh God that even within our spirits that all may know that Jesus is Lord and so I say let all that is within me pray him. Let all that is within me praise him. Let my soul praise him. Let my spirit praise him. Let my mind praise him. Let everything that is within me praise him. Let no part of my being or no part of my body be able to rebel against God. For we are the living temple of Jehovah himself. Let everything within us praise him. Let us shout holy, holy, holy is the Lamb that was slain. Oh, my soul praise the Lord. Oh, my spirit Spirit, praise the Lord. Oh, my body, praise the Lord. Oh, my mind, praise the Lord. Let all redeem me praise him. For he is God and God alone. He is worthy to be praised. All honor and glory and adoration be unto the King. Look upon us with your mercy, great King of Zion. Look upon us with your mercy, great King of Zion. Pull us closer this morning. Draw us closer to you, Pull us closer to you, 
Pull us closer, pull us closer to your heart. For who shall ascend the hills of God? He who has clean hands, he who has clean hands, pure heart, has not lifted up his soul to any idol, neither has he sworn deceitfully. By God, Elenda Bakela, Esatuba, Elekabahai. Father, that you will purify our hands, that you will purify our hearts, that you will break, oh God, you will break, you will break the platform upon which every altar, upon, upon which every idol stands in our hearts. Break the platform, break the altar, that nothing, nothing in this world will be able to receive the reverential worship that belongs to you. Break, break the altars in the name of Jesus. Amen. Harakeba Supai. Did you not say to Moses, I will be with your tongue and I will be with your mouth? My God, have mercy on us. If there is any way we have sworn deceitfully, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, my God. Purify our tongues. Purify our mouths. Shala debre inga dafate mutai me soka me latakai. Father, if there be any one of us, oh God, shelekira basute igala de lukunu musande lekita that is still hiding in darkness, hoping to ascend this hill. Baba, we ask that the weight of the conviction of the Holy Ghost we come upon such a person in the name of Jesus. Let the weight of the conviction of the Holy Spirit let it come upon every one of us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. How dare a man come before a king with deceit in his heart? Do we dare to imagine that we can deceive a king? Therefore, O God, this morning, we lie in repentance before you. In repentance before you. This morning, I just want you to lay it all down before God. Every area of your life, every corner of your life, every part of your life, we bring it in repentance, oh God. Repentance. In the area where we have been lifted up in pride, in the areas where we have been lifted up in arrogance, in the area, oh God, where we have been lifted up in ourselves, and we have said, for surely the Lord knows, he sees my suffering, he sees my labor, he sees my pain. Oh my God, who is it that can raise a judgment against you? Who is it that can, that can raise themselves up against you? Who is it that can believe that their sufferings are greater than your mercy? By God, have mercy on us. Help us, Jesus. Today we come in repentance before you. We ask, oh God, that the sacrifices of our hands may be acceptable in your sight. Mm -hmm. That the offerings we bring may be acceptable in your sight. That they may be acceptable in your sight. Sole by, shake by, la tela by, zombra ne kelema toske pai. Jala vera noske paranante, ika roske paranante ledisca. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we bless you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That is a song by <clears throat> Pastor Chintok Ishaku, and it's called Kabizu Chiata. And you can look for the song, and you can just play it over and over again. It's such a powerful song. Uh, there's a scripture in Job 42, verse 5. <coughs> in Job 42, verse 5, and it's a scripture that I like to pray with. Um, and this morning, before we do, we go right in, um, Job, we know Job was a man that had gone through a lot of suffering. Job was a man that had gone through so much pain that we see through the book of Job, how Job in his suffering and in his pain, Job began to speak and Job began to, to say all kinds of things and Job began to curse the day that he was born. And Job began to declare how he has been a good man, how he has taken care of the sick, he has taken care of the widows, he has fed, he has fed the poor, and Job began to speak about all these things that he has done, and you know, the spirit of God, the, the Lord came down, and the Lord met with Job, and the Lord stopped him in his foolishness, and began to address, you know, things with Job, I began to say to Job, Job, do you know where the gates of death, or where the gates of life are, do you know where the waters spring from, have you commanded the stars in the heavens, Today, the lightnings answer you by name. And God began to speak to Job. Have you made a part in the ocean? Who, who are you that you will say these things? What is it exactly that you understand? And God began to bring context to, 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 the, to the term authority in itself. And so that Job could understand that, you know, sometimes when we go through things in life, there is the tendency for us to begin to judge God. And we judge God from the smallness of our sufferings. We judge God from the smallness of our pain. And yes, I called it smallness because it is nothing to be compared to the weight of glory that God has reserved for you, to the weight of glory that God has purchased for you. And you see the problem with being consumed with your pain and consumed with your own in quote sufferings is that you don't see the big picture you don't see what, what what god is doing around you what god is doing for the kingdom what god is doing through you what god is seeking to achieve and as a saint context is what makes it possible for you to go through things in this life context is what makes it possible for you not to lose your inheritance the inheritance that god has preserved for you and so god began to bring context to job so that god will preserve the labor of job so that god will preserve the commitment of job so that god will preserve the reward of job and you see i believe in my heart that there are some people in this call that are like job this morning and you know in many ways you have you have uttered words you were never supposed to utter to god you have said things you have never supposed to say to God because the enemy, the plan of the enemy is that you by yourself with your own words, you would disqualify yourself from the weightiness or from the glory that God has got for you. The enemy wants you to disqualify yourself and to remove you from the position. You see, your flesh may be eaten by worms, your body may be broken, but you don't need to lose your inheritance in God. You don't need to lose your authority in the realm of the spirit. You don't need to lose your power in the realm of the spirit. It is possible for God to help you retain your position. It is possible for God to help you retain grace and to retain the flow of the spirit. So everything may, may, may around you may be crumbling, but you can stay in the sanity of the spirit. You can stay remembering the eternal order of God. Remembering what the authority and the government of the spirit is like, because what the enemy is coming for is not your possession. What the enemy is coming for is not your money. The enemy is coming for your authority. The enemy is coming for your submission. The enemy is coming for your grace. He's coming for your oil. He's coming for your power. And so when we fight to preserve, we do not fight to preserve earthly possessions. We fight to preserve spiritual possessions. 
This is our war. This is our contention. And so here is Job in the midst of the battles and the travails and the pain and the sufferings and the disappointment of his life. Standing in this moment in time, Job did not understand that what he was doing was that he was, he was opening a way and opening a gate and opening the possibility of a man to go through troubles and a man to go through trials and yet praise God. What he did not know was that he was creating a platform upon which Yeshua will stand and Yeshua will ride. What he did not know was that he was a foreshadow and a type of the things that Christ was going to come and establish that in his suffering, yet he did not utter a word against the Lord. Job did not understand that his pain and his suffering was not just about himself. Job did not understand that everything about his life was a reflection, was a shadow of the things that was going to come, the life of Christ, the life of the eternal one, the life of the word. If only you knew the weightiness of your destiny, if only you knew who you represent by the things that you do, if only you understood how, 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 how heavily the, the, the angels in heaven, they take your life and they take your destiny you would not joke around with your pain so job is in the midst of it all job is in the midst of it all forgetting that the god who blessed him is the same god who is able to preserve him and job is uttering all these things and the lord comes and in his mercy he corrects job and he puts job back in order in job verse 5 we see the response of job and Job began to say, Lord, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now let my eyes see you. I have heard of you from sermons. And I want you to make this a prayer. And all of us, we have to pray. I have heard of you from sermons, from teachings. I have heard of you from books. I have looked into the scriptures and I have heard of you. But God, now let my own eyes see you. Because you see, the difference between a man that stands, that stands and preserves his inheritance in God and his authority in God, the difference between that man and the man that loses it all in the midst of the slightest trouble is that this other man knows God. You cannot unsee what you have seen. When you have seen the Lord, that's why the Bible says it is impossible for one that has touched these things and has partaken of the glory to come. If such a person backslides, it is almost impossible to put the person back because you cannot unsee what you have seen. You cannot unknow what you have known. And this is why we make prayers like that. We say, God, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ears, but now let my eyes see you. Can you pray this morning? Say, God, let my eyes see you. Father, not just the things that are taught to me, not just the things that pastor preach, but God, let my eyes see you. I can't hear you praying. I want to hear us pray. I'm 
Baba, we ask this morning that let everything that the blood of Jesus came to do for us, let it do, let it, let it be done in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that the curse of blindness that Jesus came to break over humanity, let it be broken in the lives of everyone upon this prayer call in Jesus. For in the day that they fell, the Bible declares that they looked at each other differently. They saw that they were naked. They were always naked, but they never saw it as nakedness before. But when they fell, they came to see themselves differently. Ah, Baba, you came to give, <coughs> you came to give us back the ability to view ourselves and view life through the lens of the glory of God. My God, open our eyes. My God, open the eyes of our hearts. We have heard of you by the hearing of the ears. But should your word, oh God, not be like a sword that pierces through the darkness and shatters and shatters and shatters that which stands between us and the realm of the divine. As we have heard of you by the hearing of your ears, 
Let these words, oh God, become like explosives in the realm of the spirit that breaks down every wall of deception, that makes it impossible for the human to behold the divine, that has made it impossible for our mortality to behold immortality. My God, as we hear of you, oh God, let these words break down every wall that makes it impossible for us to behold you in your glory. Kaka edele. Jesus, let eyes open. Let eyes open. Let eyes open now in the name of Jesus. Anyone that has labored under the weight and the burden of blindness, Baba, today by the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare that light breaks forth. Anyone who has become blind by the experiences of life, by the troubles of life, by the pain of life, by the deception of hell and darkness, today I ask that there will be an invasion of the light of God. In the name of Jesus, I command your eyes to open. Anyone whose eyes have been stolen in the realm of the spirit and you have been stumbling in darkness in the realm of the spirit. Today I call an end to it. Today I command an end to that season. I declare that by the power of the Holy Spirit, there is an invasion of light. There is an invasion of light. Let angels of light begin to charge and march into this army of God. Let angels of light begin to come forth. Let there be a restoration of sight. Let there be a breakthrough in the realm of the spirit. Let there be an outburst in the realm of the spirit. And let there be a revival and a restoration of sight and vision. In the name of Jesus, I command your eyes to see. I command your eyes to see. I command your eyes to see. I say you will no more lurk in darkness. Your inheritance will not be stolen from you right in front of your eyes. For it was because of the blindness of the eyes of Isaac that made him give the inheritance to Jacob instead of Esau. And so I ask that in the name of Jesus, every blindness that has made you to switch those you should have been blessing, that has made you lose relationships that you should keep, that has made you re-evaluate things wrongly. Ah, even if it be a generational blindness, even if it be the blindness of culture and tradition, even if it be the blindness of religion, today I challenge you by the blood of Jesus. Today I challenge you by the sacrifice of Christ. I say he that the son has set free, should be free indeed. And so in the name of Jesus, I demand your freedom. Let it be so in Jesus' name. We have heard of you by the hearing of the ears. But today, oh God, let our eyes see you. Let our eyes see you. Let our eyes see you. Melanake, Shabaleka. Just as the apostle said, he that we have seen, that we have touched, that we have handled. Baba, let us touch you. Let us handle you. Let us handle you. Make that prayer. Say, my God, let me handle you. Help me, help me to handle you. Show me, oh God. Because I know that you are the eternal texture and architecture of life. So let me handle you, my God. Show me how to, how to know the tangibility of your intangible presence. Show me, oh God, how to handle that which is not made visible by the human eyes. Show me what the measure of weight and the weightiness of faith is like. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Show me, oh God, move me into the realm where faith is substance. Substantialize my faith. Faith, oh God, move me into the realm where faith is substance. Metalo, Kalado, Shabalado, Keparado, Karatele de Ya 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 
Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For you're the crown of all the ages, desire of the age to come. I worship you today. I raise your banner high. It's high above the heavens. I raise your banner high. Glory to the Lamb. Oh, you're the crown of all the ages, the desire of the age to come. We worship you today. Yes, you are the glory of every age. You are the glory of every age. You are the one that gives time its relevance. God, remind us who we are. Remind us who you are. Remind us who we are. Show us who you are. Father, show us who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning, good morning, everybody. I greet you in the name of Jesus. Good morning. I greet you in the name of Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. And we will Our rejoicing is in the knowledge of God. Our rejoicing is in the understanding of truth. Our is in the knowledge of the power of God that is resident within us. Our rejoicing is not in the circumstances of the world. It's not in the troubled waters. But our rejoicing is in the knowledge of God. That is why it is important. That is why that prayer point is important. Let my eyes see you. Let my eyes see you. We see so many things on a daily basis. Our eyes are constantly hit with all kinds of signals. When we, when we move, we are seeing all kinds of things. Our senses are constantly being filled with information from the world. But there is one that we must see. And we must never take our eyes off him. And his name is Jesus. There is one that we must see, and we must never take our eyes off God. It is in the revelation of God that we are able to accommodate the smallness and the brokenness of this world, and yet we are not defiled by it, yet we are not corrupted by the things that we observe. We are able to yet stand in power. We are able to yet operate in grace. We are able to yet receive the truth of God and submit ourselves to truth because we can see him. Eternity becomes something that is tangible to us. It is no longer a distant, a far place to us. Eternity becomes now because we understand the eternal spirit and we understand that time does not exist in the realm of the spirit. And we understand that we are spiritual men and we are spiritual. We are not spiritual, we are spirits. 
And so in that place, you begin to understand that eternity is as near as the cloth on your body. And you are able to receive it. And then you are able to receive everything that dwells within the realm of eternity. And you are able to walk in the substance of eternity. The things that people call afar of and the things that people fear, you are able to receive with grace because you are first of all standing upon the foundation of truth. And truth makes it possible for you to accommodate everything that exists in the realm of the spirit. So my prayer for you is that God will break you out of carnal satisfaction and God will break you out of the limitation and the smallness and the degradation that comes with carnality, that the Lord will begin to challenge by his holy fire, everything inside of you, every foundation of flesh, every desire of flesh, every earthly position you have taken that has made it impossible for you to rise up in the strength and in the glory of his throne. I pray that God in his mercy will challenge it. I pray that he will whisper into your ear consistently that which you need to, you need to know so that you will arrive at the point of power and clarity in the name of Jesus. You know, Amen. the men on the road to Emmaus have been on my mind all morning as we have been praying. And I feel like the spirit of God is even speaking concerning how he is journeying with some of us, yet we cannot see him. These men were walking with Jesus. These men were talking to Jesus about Jesus. These men were talking to Jesus about the things that Jesus had done and the things he did not do. They were speaking speculations. They were speaking tradition. They were speaking vain imagination and Jesus was walking with them. They did not know it. The truth himself, the embodiment of the word of God was standing right beside them and they did not know it. Can anybody be more blind when you are standing beside the light and yet you are in darkness? These men walked with Jesus, but in the mercy of Christ, he says that when he got to their house, he pretended that he was still going afar off so that they may invite him in and say, oh, come and stay with us. If your journey is that far, come and stay with us. And I feel like this, this, this scripture is speaking not only about these two men on the road to Emmaus. It's speaking not only about us as individuals, how we can be in the midst of Christ and not see him, but also speaking about time and also speaking about the unveiling of ages and how Jesus is constantly working with every generation and constantly working in, in every time and constantly working in every point in history. And he is there consistently so that men may behold him, so that men may receive him. And Christ is giving us time to receive him. And even now, Christ is yet pretending as if he is going far. So that we may say, ah, ah, the ah, no, come, let us enjoy you. Come and stay with us. And Christ is yet saying, ah, it's, it's looking like, oh, Jesus is not coming back. Oh, ah, where, where, this journey seems so far. When will Christ ever return? We'll be saying it since the days of the apostle. And it is in his mercy that he's doing that. So that we may invite him in. So that it is time for us to extend an invitation to him. And said, Jesus coming. And it was when this Jesus came into their house and he sat with them. The Bible says that they were yet having conversation. But while they sat at the table that Jesus took the bread and Jesus blessed it and Jesus broke it. As soon as he broke it, their eyes opened. And the moment they realized that, ah, it is the Lord, he was gone. In the same way, we don't have as much time as we think we do. We don't have as much time as we think we do. Imagine the things that those guys could have learned and they could have known if they realized it was Jesus from the beginning of the journey. Imagine if those hours they spent walking, those hours they spent talking, they weren't just talking about their own dreams and desires, their, their own perspective of Christ. But imagine if they realized it was the rabbi that was beside them and they took advantage of it and they said, Jesus, teach us, tell us about your death, your resurrection. Tell us about heaven. Tell us about the offering of your blood. Tell us what the throne of God is like. Imagine if they knew it was Jesus. In the same way, many of us are journeying with Christ every day and we don't even see him. We don't even see him. We don't see him. There is no room for him in the things that we do. There is no room to see him in the brokenness of your marriage. 
How is it that you cannot see Christ in the midst of it all? How is it that you are overwhelmed by your own flesh, by your own desire, by your own position, that you cannot see that Jesus is making a statement and he's writing a testament by reason of your struggles and your pain? How can you not see him? Imagine if they were able to observe from the beginning that it was Jesus. How differently their lives would have turned. How differently the story would have been. Many of us are walking with Christ, but we cannot see him. Jesus is right there in your office, trying to instruct you through your struggles, trying to instruct you through that boss that is giving you hell, but you cannot see him. Jesus has been walking with you, walking with you in the midst of it all but you have not seen him. I pray that today in the name of Jesus, that in his mercy, he will change our conversation. That he will, in his mercy, he will cause us to slow down and to ask the right questions. That in his mercy, if a stranger joins us on the journey of life, that we will slow down and evaluate why has God brought this person? Why has God caused this person to take an interest in suddenly? Why has God released such a new kind of grace? Why is my prayer life on fire now? Why am I seeing things differently through scriptures? I pray that God will help us to be able to evaluate correctly. Amen. That the plumb line of the spirit will be instilled in our hearts. Amen. So that we can accurately measure all the interventions of Christ in our lives. Amen. I'll be able to maximize his presence while he yet work with us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He said, it was when they sat down with Christ, he took the bread and he broke it. The bread represents his body. The bread also represents the word. It was at the breaking of the bread that their eyes were open. It was in the time of communion. It was in the time of prayer. It was in the time where they gave him room to even speak. That was when they finally saw him. I pray that the Lord will restore to your heart the traditions of heaven, the tradition of communion, the tradition of the breaking of the bread, the tradition of meditating on the word, the, the, the tradition of waiting on the word. May God teach us the cultures of heaven. May God teach us the precepts of heaven. May God teach us the ways of heaven so that we may be a spiritual family here on earth, just as it exists in heaven, so that we may partake of the same table of communion upon which Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Peter, Paul, and James, the same table of communion that they partake of with him in heaven. I pray that we also may partake of that table, for we are joined heads with him and we are one spiritual family. I pray that God will cause the table of heaven to come down upon earth, that when you sit to dine at the table of the word, that you will not dine alone, that Elijah will dine with you, that Elisha will dine with you, that Jesus will dine with you. I pray that your heart and your altars of fellowship may become the dining table of the heavenly hosts. That wherever you sit down to meditate, that it will become a time where the spirit of God comes down and he sits to eat. I pray that God will teach you how to prepare a table in your heart so that as you invite him to dine with you, he may also prepare a table for you in his heart. That it may be a communion of heart to heart in the name of Jesus. Malakela Sobai. Let it be, let it be the breaking of a new day Amen. and the dawning of new communion. As they sat down to eat, as he broke the bread, their eyes were open. I want you to lift your hand this morning and I want you to say, my God, break bread with me. Amen. If there is any name that you call him, I call him master. I call him my pastor. I call him my teacher. I call him Baba. Ask him, I say, ah, God, break bread with me. Break bread with me. Don't let me look upon the word of life and not see you. My God, break bread with me. As I drive on my way to work, oh, break bread with me.
As I encounter the struggles of the day, my God, let them be bread. Let them be bread. Even my enemies, let them be bread for me. Even my troubles, let them be bread for me. Nourish me with the issues of life. Break it as bread and let it become communion. Let even my problems become communion. Let my struggles become communion. Break it as bread. My God, break bread with me. I am here to receive of your table. Give me this day my daily bread. Give me this day my daily nourishment. Give me this day, oh God, my daily satisfaction. You said I should ask, so I ask. You said I should ask, my God, so I ask. Satisfy me this day with the knowledge of truth. Give me this day my bread. For man shall not live by human feeding alone, but there is a sustenance that comes by the spirit. Even when my flesh abstains from bread, my spirit can be fed bread. Feed my spirit, O oh God. Feed my spirit, O oh God. Make sure you are asking of the Lord. Make sure you are asking. It says, ask, ask. They asked him, Jesus, how shall we pray? He says, make it a prayer every day. Tell the Lord to feed you. Tell the Lord to feed you. He wasn't talking about physical food. He was talking about the food of the spirit that makes it possible for a man to overcome Satan and hell. Ask him for your bread. Ask him for your bread. The kind of bread that opens eyes. The Bible says at the table of communion, when he broke bread, they began to say to him, Jesus, who is he that shall betray you? He said, he that shall dip his bread in, in the soup after this. And the, then the, 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 the Judas dipped his bread. It is the table of communion that revelation happens. Your enemies are exposed to you. Tell him, Baba, break bread with me. Break bread with me. When you break bread with me, no enemy can hide. No deceiver can hide. No scheme of hell can hide. Break bread with me and open my eyes. Break bread with me and make me matured. Break bread with me and give me strength. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. For how can you walk when you don't know the way of the Lord? For how can you run when you don't know the way of the Spirit? How can you fly when you don't know the way of the wind? The power at work in you, working everything in obedience to Christ. Realigning everything in obedience to Christ. And we cry, Holy Ghost, Spirit of the living God. We cry, Holy Scepter of the King of Kings. We cry, Holy Ghost, of the age to come. Working everything in obedience to Realigning everything in obedience. He's restoring everything in For how can you walk when you don't know the way? For how can you run? When you don't know the way of the spirit, how can you fly like the eagle when you don't know the way of the Lord? The power at work in you is working everything in obedience. Is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost. Is the Holy Ghost? Is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is not an old construct of the church. 
the Holy Spirit is the living light of the church. I pray that the Lord will put inside of you once again the consciousness of the Spirit. He will seal in your heart the consciousness of the Spirit. You cannot walk, you cannot run, you cannot fly if you don't know the way of the Spirit. May the Lord seal the way of the Spirit in your heart. May you see him, may you touch him in everything that you do in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Um, we don't have much time. We have just 15 minutes. Um, before we go, I'm just going to share real quickly what happened, you know, yesterday, I was saying that the scripture in the book of Judges 13, where um, Noah said to his wife, let us send for the angel again. Let us ask him, how shall we raise this child? That scripture was playing in my mind. And so yesterday I shared it with you guys. And then, but throughout yesterday, it was still playing in my spirit. And I felt like the Lord was saying we had not finished with that scripture. And I felt like the Lord was saying, it should be a consistent instruction that we hold on to in this year. Ask the Lord consistently, how shall I raise this child? And the Lord began to show to me that he has given to us many spiritual children. And when I say spiritual children, I don't mean father in the Lord, mother in the Lord, um, I, you know, stuff like that. I actually mean the, the spiritual things that God is birthing through us. And the Lord began to show me that he has given many people on this prayer call instructions and directions and things, projects, that he has called them to embark on. Things that he gave them to do. For some people, it is books. For some people, it is albums. For some people, it is businesses and projects. For some, it is um, relationships that he asks you to build. And the Lord was saying that there are things that he has given to his people. But the reason why they have walked away from it is because when they dip their hand in it, it revealed to them a struggle they had or a weakness or it became really hard and so they walked away from it. And the Lord says, when he gives you a thing to do, your responsibility, your first responsibility is to come back to him and to say, Lord, how shall I raise this child? Jesus received his, um, for lack of a better word, like the Holy Ghost, God spoke from heaven and validated him and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him, listen to him. God said that to them. And you would have imagined that after God gave him such a validation, the next thing he would do would be to start preaching and teaching and, you know, just, you know, going about working miracles. But he didn't do that. The Bible even said that the Holy Ghost came down in the form of a dove and rested upon him in the form of a dove and rested of, upon him. So it wasn't a dove, but in the form of a dove and it came down and it rested on him, you know? And what did Jesus do next? He was led by that same spirit into the wilderness to be tested. And in the midst of the wilderness, he fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. He didn't eat anything. It got to a point, yes, he was physically hungry, but he restrained himself because he realized that there was something he had come to get. And what he had come to get was greater than the need of his flesh and his body. It was after he overcame the temptation that Jesus came out and was walking in the Holy Ghost and in power. I am saying this to you because it was like a child was given to Christ on that day. 
the day that Jesus began to speak and say, hey, this is my beloved son in whom I'm all praised. I want you to hear him. I want you to, it was a validation from heaven. It was a release of God from heaven saying, this indeed is the one that I have chosen. And Jesus went into the wilderness and he went to be tested. He went to refine himself. So it is not just about the prophetic word of God over your life. The question is, have you trained and groomed and equipped yourself so that you can become the person that is able to establish and is able to actualize that prophecy over you? And so the reason why many of the things that God has given to you, it seems like they are hanging is because you have not made yourself the one. When God said that King Saul was going to become the, the king of Israel, and when God gave him the office, God actually meant it. He doesn't joke with his words. He doesn't lie. He doesn't deceive. So when he made Saul king, he actually made Saul king. And the plan of God really, and the hope of heaven, was that Saul would truly be a king. But you see, it wasn't enough for Saul to receive a prophetic word. It wasn't enough for Saul to receive a unique destiny that nobody had ever occupied before that day. But Saul himself had to work on himself. He needed to become the man that was qualified to carry the weightiness of that word of the first king of Israel. So in many times or in many ways, God gives Saul opportunities so that Saul could be converted, his heart could be converted, so that he could go back and realize that it is not just about a throne. It is not just about a crown. It is the person that I am. It is about the individual that wears the crown. Saul had the opportunity to refine his heart, to retrain his heart, but Saul did not. And so I'm saying to many of us that in this season, what would make it possible for the promises of God in your life to not only be sustained, but for them to be successful, for them to have the power that they are supposed to have, for them to have the impact that they're supposed to have, is the person that you become. Let the word of the Lord, let it sit in your heart. Let the word of God retrain your heart. Let the word of God retrain your spirit. Many people have drifted away from the government of the word. Many people have drifted away from that place where the word was like hot iron on their heart. When the word was like a hammer on their soul. Many people have drifted away from the conviction of the word. When was the last time you sat with you as you read it, you were wailing, you were crying. Because it was like a mirror that was held up to your face. Wow, once again before the word of God. Because it is not about the prophecy. It is about the fulfillment. The prophecy is merely a door. The prophecy is merely an opportunity. The prophecy is a command and resources. But the question is, do you know how to engage it? Have you become the person that has the authority to wield the sword of that office. So here David, no qualification, no background, no knowledge of the palace, no knowledge of politics. He didn't have the height. He didn't have the stature. He had none of that. But what did David have? He had a heart that was in submission to God. Yesterday, I was doing a research about inquiry because that was what we're supposed to do today. The next part of the slide was supposed to be about the sensing that evokes inquiry. And so I was reading about inquiry and all the different scriptures. And I realized that David was one person that inquired of the Lord the most. When you read scriptures about people who inquired of the Lord, you will see, and David inquired of the Lord, and David inquired of the Lord, and David inquired of the Lord. And I was like, ah, ah, are you the only person that does not know what to do? But then you realize that the things that David was inquiring about were the things that we will use human strength to decide. We'll just say, I have money, so yeah, I can do it. Oh, I have tickets, yes, I'm going to Dubai. Oh, yes, I can afford it, so I'm staying here. David asked every time, should I go? Should I stay? Where shall I go? Who shall I talk to? Who should I take with me? Who shall accompany me? It wasn't because David was foolish. It was because David recognized that the eternal well of wisdom is God. And when you want to talk about wisdom, you cannot truly describe wisdom from the things that appear to be good. For sometimes wisdom is hidden, even in the things that appear to be bad. So David understood that I have to seek the counsel of wisdom consistently. If my life will, be, will amount or be equal to 
fulfilled destiny. Because you see, the Bible says, work out your salvation. One plus one equal to two. You see, this part plus this part plus this decision plus this decision equal to the fulfilled destiny that God has for you. So you see, constantly inquiring of God is not a sign that you are weak. It is actually a sign that you are wise to inquire of the Lord, to inquire of the Lord. So he says, how shall we raise this child? And the Lord is saying that, listen, Isi, tell my people, this should be a constant position. As you go back today, ask the Lord, how shall I raise this child? For some of us, it is even our physical children. And the enemy has been tormenting you with the picture of a broken future. He has been tormenting you with the picture of repeated patterns from your family lineage and saying to you, if you did not escape it, why do you think your child will escape it? If you did not escape it, why do you think your children will escape it? And I just heard the Lord say that there is somebody here in your family line, there is rape. The spirit of rape has attacked your family. It attacked your grandmother, it attacked your mother, and it has attacked you too. Now you are afraid that your daughters will go through the same thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke that demonic spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you make a way of escape for your daughter. Make a way of escape for your child. Let her become the one that escapes and takes generations with her. Today, we call an end to that generational pattern by the blood of Jesus. I and the saints upon this call, we come into agreement that concerning that individual, let today be the end of it in the name of Jesus. Satan, I do not come against you in my own strength. I come in the authority of Jesus, the one who defeated you and plundered hell and collected the keys of life and death from you. And so in the name of my master, I command you to let this woman go. I command you to let her children go. I command you to let her generations go. Jesus has need of her. And so I break that curse. I break that pattern by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I say, woman, you are free in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. And I hear the Lord saying that for some people, it's not just physical rape, that there are people that you are constantly raped financially. You are constantly plundered emotionally. And it is a repeated pattern. And it is almost like, in fact, I hear a conversation between someone and her sibling recently. And they said to themselves, ah, ah, it's, it looks as if we are just here to gather. And every time we gather, they come to collect it from our hand. Ah, ah, is that our assignment in this life to gather? Listen to me. The Lord says that that is not his portion for you. You are not the one that gathers for others to collect from you. You are not the one that gathers for hell to plunder from you. And so, Lord, we just begin to break that repeated cycle where they labor and they cannot find it. Father, if it is any area of their lives where they are out of order with you, because I remember a scripture where you said, because of their iniquity and because of their sin, that you will make it that they will labor and they will not find it, that their, their harvest will become like wind in their hand. Father, if it is a reason of misalignment, whether from them or for their, from their family line, God, I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that in the mercy of your throne, that you will have mercy on these ones, that even as they come to you, search the heart of your people, let the ones that are truly in repentance and praying, oh God, to you for mercy. God, I pray you will search their heart and you will give them the spiritual instruction that they need to break the, call, the cord 
the cord of this plundering, that you would break the cord of them, oh God, that from today, let them labor and see their labor. Let them see the reward. Let them be able to hold it. Let them be able to say, these are the houses I built with the labor of my hands. These are the things I did. When they set up businesses, let it not be taken from them. Let them not be like people that are beating against the wind anymore. But Baba, I ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, let them be able to gather. Let them let them be able to gather. Father, retrain them in whatever way you need to retrain them. Retrain their retrain their understanding of money and finances, retrain their understanding of relationships, rebuild them from within, oh God. Let them be born again. Amen. Let them be born again. If you fall within this category, I just want you to give your heart to Jesus and tell him, my God. I give myself to you. I ask that you will rebirth me in the knowledge of truth. Let the man that I used to be, oh God, in these areas of life that made it possible for the enemy to plunder me, let that man die at your altar this morning. God, let me be reborn. So that even if it be a thing that was inculcated into my mind or in my soul or in my spirit by reason of life and the things that I saw and, you know, just the economics of life, God, so that if it be something that is hidden in me, let it die at this altar. So that as I it, I am reborn. Give me a new mind. Give me a new disposition towards building, towards finances, towards um, setting up structures. Make me a new person, oh God, and let me be the one upon whom you can write, upon yeah. which descend upon whom you can build kingdoms and build structures the bible says that jabez prayed and jabez said oh god that thou wouldest bless me that thou wouldest expand my territory and the borders of my life that you will help me oh god change my name do not let me cause anyone pain jabez stood and he realized that something was off and something was off in his line and in his family lineage jabez realized that something was off in his life and he knew that he needed spiritual intervention it is almost like the antibiotics of the spirit that comes to cleanse a kind of bacterial infection that is coming in the blood. Jabez realized that he needed the Lord to invade his bloodline. And he said, my God, that thou wouldest bless me. To bless, the Hebrew word for blessing is also the word for the knee, to bend the knees. So Jabez was not just saying, give me money. Jabez was saying, bring my life into subjection. Bring my life into submission. Help my life to be like knees that are bent before you and in surrender to you. So ask the Lord that thou wouldest bless me. Thou wouldest bless me. That every area of my life will be in submission to you. Bring me into a fresh understanding and a fresh place of submission to you, oh God, and expand the borders and the territories of my life. Take me, remake me, reborn me, reborn my family, oh God. That out of me will come a deliverer and out of me will come one that is able to keep, that is able to gather, that is able to build, that is able to establish legacy in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Father, we give you thanks. Father, we give you praise. Yes, Father, we glorify your name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I leave Amen. you.